Hi friends, I am Dr. Universe, and if you're anything like me, you've got lots of big questions about our world. I first met Nora Hickey when I was answering a question about how to know if your betta fish is happy. She's a fish veterinarian, and I can't wait for you to hear about her job. Let's get started. I'm so excited to talk to you. I had no idea that there were veterinarians who specialized in fish until I talked to you. So I wanted to just hear what that job is like. So it's a pretty cool job. And it's interesting because any fish veterinarian you talk to, they might have a wildly different answer than another fish veterinarian. What I do can be pretty different from what my other fish veterinary colleagues do. But my current job is that I'm working in the veterinary diagnostic lab at WSU. And I am managing the aquatic health lab where we do testing for fish health certification. So if a a fish farmer wants to move their fish to a different state or a different country, they have to get their fish tested for certain diseases. And we do that here. But prior to this job, I worked for Indian tribes in Western Washington, and I did fish health services for tribal hatcheries. So they had Pacific salmon at these hatcheries, sometimes adults, sometimes little guys. If those fish got sick, I would go and look at them. And I would go look at them to do preventative stuff too, which was a pretty fun job. But I mean, I have colleagues that work at public aquariums. I have colleagues that work almost like a large animal vet, but for fish farms. I have colleagues that work in regulatory agencies, regulating drugs that are used in fish or fish movements. It's pretty wild what fish vets get up to. (laughs) That's so cool. When you look at a fish to examine it, I imagine you probably look at it to see if it shows any signs of being sick. But do you have to take blood from a fish like you would a person, (laughs) a cat? What's pretty interesting, and this is another thing about why fish vets can be so different. Like in my old job, I would look at a a raceway that had, you know, 100,000 fish in it. So you're even having to decide what fish you should be looking at. You know, that can be hard. (laughs) Like if you're working at a public aquarium, you might have a single individual fish in a tank that isn't looking well and that you end up deciding to do something with. And it's also interesting because the approach of Fish vets that are working with food fish in large populations is different than you might do with pet fish because if I'm looking at 100,000 fish, I might choose some sick fish and then do a necropsy on them, which is when you euthanize them and then you're going to look at them and take different diagnostic samples to figure out what's going on. But if you're in the public aquarium world or you're working with pet fish or koi, yeah, you can do non-lethal testing. So you can take blood from a fish. We like to do skin scrapes, which is where you scrape off a little bit of the mucus. You're not actually scraping off skin, but you scrape off a little bit of mucus and you might look to see if there's parasites or bacteria. You can do ultrasounds on fish. You can do x-rays on fish. I mean, if you can do it to another animal, you can do it to a fish. (laughs) That's amazing. Did you always know that you wanted to be a fish vet? Yeah, I've always been very into aquarium fish. I've had them since I was pretty small. And when I was in college, I 
also happened to be working on the campus ambulance. And I was like, oh, I can do medicine and fish by becoming a fish vet. I was volunteering at a public aquarium during college. And I thought maybe that was a route that I would want to pursue. But I did think I will go into that school and become a fish vet. And even in vet school, people thought that was pretty wild, which is funny because there's been many fish vets for many years. I have a lot of older colleagues who have been excellent mentors. But yeah, it's kind of wild that even veterinarians sometimes don't know that some of their fellow veterinarians are looking after fish. (laughs) What is it about fish that you like so much? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the cool thing about fish is that there's so many different kinds of fish. So like with dog and cats, cats are all the same species and dogs are all the same species. With fish, there's like, I can't remember the number. It's tens of thousands of different species of fish. And so they can be really different. I mean, you have fish that have lungs. You have fish that are freshwater, saltwater. They're just so different. I also really like catfish. I think the appeal of fish is that they're really fun to keep as pets and as an aquarium animal and observing them and trying to understand because they're very different. Like a dog and a cat, you feed them some kibble and pet them and they're really happy, but it can be a lot harder to figure out what might be going on with your fish and how to take care of them. So I think that's kind of the fun part about them. (laughs) I love that. What is the best part of your job? I just started this job. So I'm liking everything about it so far. That's how you hope it goes with a new job is that everything is the best part. I've gotten to see a ton of different kinds of fish while I've been here. So today we're going to get some sharks that we'll be doing necropsies on. So that's pretty cool. Sharks are pretty exciting. (laughs) With a veterinary diagnostic lab, you never know what people are going to send. And so I've just gotten to see a lot of really interesting species of fish. And even things like aquatic invertebrates, I really like that you never know what type of fish or aquatic creature is going to come in the doors. (laughs) Is there a part of your job that's the most challenging? I think the hardest thing about being a vet for fish is that when you go to vet school, most of what you learn about is the four major species, dog, cats, horses, and cows. So you learn a lot about those and you have a pretty good understanding of when a horse gets sick, this is, you know, the most common things that it's going to be. And this is what a normal horse looks like. And this is what a sick horse looks like. But with fish, it's a lot harder because you might have a species of fish given to you that you can't even find a single paper on that talks about diseases in that species. And so it can be pretty hard to figure out where to start. And I mean, that's also the fun of it is that you're always having to figure things out and research and ask people things and think critically. But it can also be frustrating because if it was a dog or a cat, you would have a much better idea and plan of how to fix it. And that can be a lot harder with fish because it can be a huge investigative process to figure out what's wrong with them. (laughs) You're like a detective. There's a lot of detective work. And that's true for all veterinarians, but I think it's just especially pronounced when you're working with fish. Do you have any funny stories about being a fish veterinarian? I had a lady who called me and she had this goldfish named Clyde. And Clyde had an eye problem. So his, I think it was his right eye, was 
really messed up. And she wanted me to look at it and do something to treat it. So (laughs) one of the hardest things about being a fish veterinarian is there's not enough people that want vets to look at their fish that you could open up just a fish vet clinic the way that you would have a small animal hospital. And so a lot of the times fish vets are mobile. So they'll come to you or they'll have a less traditional clinic setting. So I told her, you know, do you have a regular vet that you use and I'll come there and you can bring your fish there and we'll look at stuff and do the surgery. So I got all set up figuring I would have to take this eye out. And I just remember everyone there was very excited because they think they have a lot of fish. But one of the doctors in the clinic came out rolling one of the surgical tables, like a stretcher. You would have a really big dog on that you'd have to bring in the clinic. And he rolled it out. And this lady had her goldfish in a 10-gallon aquarium. And we picked it up and we set it on this table and then rolled it into the clinic. And it was like an ER scene. But instead of a person or a big dog on it, it was this 10-gallon tank with Clyde the goldfish inside of it, like going into the hospital. I saw the picture of that. It just cracked me up to watch. So he ended up being really good. We took out his eye. had cancer, but he lived for like six months afterwards and healed up really well. And he was quite happy. So that was a kind of an interesting case. But yes, Clyde got the luxury ride into the vet clinic. Oh, Clyde. (laughs) And then we called him one-eyed Clyde afterwards. So... (laughs) When you did surgery on Clyde, did he stay in his tank? No. So what you do is you have the fish out of the water and usually you'll kind of put some sort of wet paper towels or sponge or something to keep them really wet because they need to stay wet. When terrestrial animals get surgery, they have a tracheal tube that's helping put the anesthetic into their lungs. And what you do for fish is you have a little tube that you stick in their mouth. And you pump water through it that has an anesthetic agent. And then it flushes over their gills and keeps them asleep and also helps them continue to breathe. And then you work on them out of the water pretty quickly. It only took like five minutes. And then you stick them back in and they wake up and hopefully do well. Wow, I would have had no idea. That's so cool. Yeah, fish surgery is pretty cool. I think one of my colleagues has some videos about it, actually. If you look on YouTube or the internet, some fish vets have videos of them doing surgical procedures on koi and goldfish mostly. Wow. Did you like science when you were a kid? I did. Yep. When I was really little, I was going to become a horse vet because I really liked horses. And I grew up in Wisconsin and they had a Saturday educational things for kids where you could go to the university and different departments had fun things to do, which I think WSU seems to have some of that too. And I did that at the vet school. And I remember getting to go into the anatomy lab and, you know, see all that stuff. And it was funny because I sort of ended up deciding, eh, maybe I don't want to be a vet, but I came back to it and came back to fish. And so it's a good example of like, it's always fine to change your mind and then change your mind again <laughs> when you're thinking about what you want to do. <laughs> do you have any advice for a kid who wants to have your job when they grow up? Mm, keep lots of fish tanks. That's my advice for everybody. I think when you're little, you like really appreciate animals in a way that sometimes it's like harder to appreciate as an adult. You know, spending time with animals, learning about them, for fish particularly, you know, having some fish tanks, keeping a couple different kinds of fish and seeing what they're up to. And then always following what you're interested in because sometimes that changes over time or sometimes you learn about new things. And I think The most important thing 
when you're growing up is to follow things that you're interested in and it will lead you to a pretty cool career down the road. And even if it wasn't what you thought, you know, right now when you're little that you're going to be, it will still be cool. (laughs) One other kind of fun thing for kids that are interested in becoming veterinarians to do or kids that are interested in animals is definitely make sure to check out any zoos or aquariums in your area that you can go visit because that can be just really interesting to see all sorts of fish that you might not be able to have at your house or, you know, tigers. You can have your cat, which is like a little tiger, but it's not, (laughs) it's not quite the same. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Dr. Hickey. Thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed talking to you about Neely's question about betta fish. That was a great question. And I'm hoping that some kids that are interested in fish or in veterinary medicine might hear this and decide to be a fish vet someday. <laughs> Me too. That's all for this episode, friends. Big thanks to Nora Hickey for giving us a window into fish medicine. As always, if you've got a question tickling your brain, you can submit it at askdrunivers.wsu.edu. That's A-S-K-D-R-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E dot W-S-U dot E-D-U. Who knows where your questions will take us next?